0: welcome to the 14th episode of the fourth series of the women in cx podcast a series dedicated to real talk conversations between women in customer experience listen in as we share our career stories relive the moments that shaped us and voice our opinions as loudly as we like about all manner of cx subjects i'll be your host Skip, and in today's episode i'll be talking to a seriously awesome founding member of our community from brussels in belgium She's a CX consultant and a career coach, obsessed with putting humans at the heart of everything. With 12 years of experience in CX leadership roles and through the creation of her progressive content practical resources, she helps ambitious CX professionals take action, develop confidence, and deliver with radical human centricity. She's the host of the People and Digital podcast and the Wix Solopreneurs Group Lead. Let me introduce you to today's inspiring guest please welcome to the show, CX sister, Amy Virens. Hi, Amelie. Hi, Claire. Hi, Claire. Welcome to the Women in CX podcast. Thank you. I'm very, very happy to be here. And welcome to everybody that's listening along as well. Um, so I just thought I'd start this episode with just a little look back on how I met Emily Birens. And um, I've been in CX for ages, and probably that I felt like the only CXer on Instagram that was being myself. And then one day I came across this girl wearing a um what are they called? Visor. <laughs>
1: <A> visor
0: <laughs> with pink branding, blowing a bubblegum bubble, holding a Bill Bryson book with a, a jumper with cats on and unicorns. And I was like. I have to get to know this girl <laughs> and I don't know if you remember but I think I reached out to her then I found you on LinkedIn and I reached out to you and I think I said we need to be friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I
1: remember well I was very excited because uh, I've been following you for a while and I had the chance to hear you already uh, in your thoughts and I, I knew we uh, we we were sharing already a lot of ideas so um I was excited.
0: <laughs> we were destined to be together. Uh, and then Amelie exactly. joined us <laughs> as one of our founding members originally back in the day. So it helped mm-hmm. us to co-design the Wix platform um, and was an integral part of us getting to where we are today. And just one of the big highlights, and apologies to anyone who's listening and not watching, but Amelie got me a present when I saw what she <laughs> had on Instagram. And we are now both the proud owners of the best laptop cases in the world. A cat Wait riding in. a unicorn <laughs> a fire breathing unicorn <laughs> fire breathing unicorn in front of a rainbow now I think nothing sums up the energy of our friendship and our relationship <laughs> more than this <laughs> rainbow cat unicorn and since then anytime I text you or I comment on your stuff on LinkedIn there's always a rainbow a cat and a unicorn <laughs> yeah that's our code. that's our energy yeah <laughs> Um, and obviously now you've like gone on to lead um, our solopreneurs group within the community how's that been <laughs> oh
1: super super adventure uh i mean in the community we started to bond because we we saw each other um in our own solopreneur adventure and when that uh little uh, corner on that community opened uh it was very exciting because we have a weekly meetings. We have, we have all the space to share our woos and boos and, 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 and help each other. This little corner in this already wonderful community has been a breath of fresh air every time um, I needed it. And uh, I know I'm not the only one with this because uh, the, the alchemy on the group Mm. is just, growing as we are uh, as we go as we grow as well as a solo entrepreneur it you know I'm really happy to show up there and bring uh, some help uh, anytime uh, I can but I also receive so much from that <laughs> so I'm grateful I'm there
0: that's the joy of community isn't it you get so much yeah. more back out of what you put in every time without fail and yeah the woos and the exactly. boos that was like started right back at the start didn't it our woo of the week yeah. and um something good that had happened and being able to go somewhere and share our booze like the things that were like really really troubling us and making us cry and yeah I'm just super excited for what we're going to do with that group in the next 12 months thanks to your leadership <laughs> yeah and, I think yeah, yeah the sky is not even the limit for that we're gonna no. woo. yeah yeah <laughs> Even we're going past the moon, we said the other day, didn't we? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Beyond Riding off on unicorns into success. Um, So I'm sure the audience would love to know, obviously have kind of like brought you up to date with the the stuff that's going on in the community and our beautiful story of Robocat Unicorns. Um, But how exactly did you find your way into CX and where you are today? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So um, it's been 12 years that I... uh... i am in the digital
1: industry i started as a project manager evolved as a product owner and at what point on my journey because uh, i'm i'm learning all the time i'm quite obsessed about learning and discovering new things um i encountered the concept of customer experience and i was like oh my god that's what i'm doing there there is a name for it (laughs) there is a name for it there is people." doing it as well because I I have to admit I was feeling a little bit lonely sometimes in my Mm -hmm. way of thinking and the way of uh, bringing the the customer centricity into uh, my project into my my way of working and uh, so yeah that that was a relief and so as of that moment I was already a consultant and then at that moment I said okay that would be how I call myself now because I found my tribe. I'm a yes. CX consultant, yes. And so um, then that all consulting um, uh, life uh, really got me very happy until I started to have some struggle because uh, the implementation, because I've been somebody who implements solution for years uh, due to my uh, product ownership uh, background. Mm-hmm. I started to get frustrated because I got really uh, human problems <laughs> on mm. <laughs> the famous, the infamous digital transformation, and I got them into coaching to help myself first, and uh, it was incredibly helpful. And so I I jumped into the training coaching, and I said, okay, that's what is missing to my practice. Mm. And since then, it's been now uh, since the twenty seventeen. I am bringing everything coaching can bring to uh, human beings into my mm-hmm. practice. I'm now calling myself a CX design and career coach. And uh, I think now my love for CX cannot have any end because those two are working
0: so well together that uh, my God, we're, we're, we're in for a ride with those two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm. So, so that means like you're coaching clients around CX Design and then individuals around implementation?
1: Yeah, it started actually um, like this. I was starting to coach people on the project as a consultant and um, because people are facing challenges all the time when they want to implement cx in a company because there is resistance uh, the change as we are not wired to accept change and to just jump in uh people don't like change even mm-hmm. for the sake of change or the curiosity it's not an easy process and cx is transforming companies so deeply that um it was creating a lot of frustration tiredness um, and uh, exhaustion sometimes so i started to coach uh, people yeah burnout (laughs) definitely uh so i started to coach people to uh, to so they can be able to understand what's in it for them as well uh, Mm -hmm. how to face a difficult situation and and bring that human part of cx into the Mm -hmm. collaboration because it's nice to focus on the customer being pathetic and all the vague statement you can find out there nice that's a good start, but th- this is a human adventure as well inside the company, and uh, and then everybody can relate to that. Say, okay, yeah, if you have colleagues, which is most likely, you know, it's not easy to build stuff together. So imagine to build stuff that does not exist yet, and uh, that needs you know innovation together. Is even even so. I started this way, and uh, then I started to take coaching out of the company because the challenges were a little bit the same. But for mm. a solopreneur, for, uh, for people also who also wanted to create something different with their life. And then, you know, yeah, it's growing this, this way.
0: Mm, wow. So that's so cool. Like transition from digital into CX. Transition from coaching internally to coaching people externally. I, yeah. I just love the way that you're following your energy and what you love about this. And creating your own space and niche in doing something less common um and we were always talking about like breaking down the bullshit aren't we breaking down Mm -hmm. the silos of like (laughs) even just the 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 stuff that is out there telling people customer experience is a panacea customer experience is a silver bullet we can do like all of these things if you just buy this product or buy this um solution (laughs) and um even yesterday we were in a room weren't we with a, a couple of members having a mastermind session and we were like, wow, like (laughs) being able to see so consistently that everybody is like drinking the Kool Aid around this. And actually um it's detrimental to not only the business results but everybody's health because so many women arrive at the community completely exhausted and burnt out and feeling like they're banging their head against the brick wall most of the time, trying to conjure up these big strategic top-down initiatives that never seem to work. And now we're all together talking about these things and these factors <laughs> everyone's going oh okay it's not just me or maybe there's um some different truth we need to go and discover for ourselves and I think you know coaching and personal development alongside that is such a critical um part of the the journey and, and just awesome that you're bringing that to to women and other people in customer experience so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, sorry, little, little, little quick musket rant there. Anyway, <laughs> so um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how to begin this next section of our conversation because obviously you and I have got to know one another um, particularly well over, over the last few months. And when we were talking about this podcast, um, we revealed to one another that we've been through um, a very similar experience. And um, what we really wanted to focus on was the, not really so much what we experienced that has affected us now, but how we're learning to live with that and and actually change our own perceptions of ourselves as a result of childhood trauma. So so the question I, I asked you initially was like, what was something that you had to get over to become the woman that you are today? One big challenge or obstacle? And yeah, you know, this is kind of where we we discovered we both shared a very similar challenge and obstacle. So, would you like to tell the audience your story from your perspective? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: thank you for opening that space. I think it's 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 very uh, brave and very uh, very helpful. So I'm very very grateful for that space. Um, so my story, yes, I discovered uh, age of 30 that uh, actually I was suffering from a burnout and so I started therapy you know and uh, that therapy led me to understand that I was not only suffering from a burnout I was a traumatized person I had a severe PTSD meaning I was walking life with a broken foot but actually I didn't know it was broken (laughs) It's really that, except it's not something you can see like a broken foot. Mm-hmm. I was not limping, or at least I was limping in another way. I was limping in my head and in, uh, in my behavior, in my emotion, everything was kind of broken. My codes was broken, which led me to to that burnout. And so uh, going through this uh, journey of healing of that PTSD, which was, what the hell is this? I, I was... I've never heard about that before. And I was deep down in a hole, you know, I was really deep down in a hole. Uh, Thanks to a wonderful therapist, I discovered um, through the healing process that I was actually um, suffering uh, uh, from a uh, traumatic um, memory, which is the first consequences, uh, one of the first consequences you can have when you have child abuse. And uh, so, yeah, imagine my world just, you know, exploded inside of myself because I had to revisit that part to go to, to, to survive it, actually. Because what happened is I was so helpless and so fragile and I was just a kid that my brain decided to protect me because I was not there yet ready to heal from that. I was not able to uh, apprehend anything that was happening to me. It was not possible. So that marvelous brain of mine, uh, my body as well, decided to protect me in somehow, some their in their ways. And uh, at the age of thirty, obviously, they were ready to get out of this uh, Pandora box they were closed into for for so long. And we started the journey together. So, yeah, I'm 38 now. So it's been eight years that this Pandora box opened in the most violent way you can imagine. And uh, today, that's why I, I also love the angle. You said to me, we're going to talk about hope and resilience. And I was like, that's all my life is what about? it's about. It's just... because today I am that resilient person. Uh, I am somebody who's deeply happy uh, of all the choices I've made Mm -hmm. and uh, where I I know that I've been through hell. Mm -hmm. I know that it transformed me and the, the healing I brought with me the whole time was not only helpful for me, it was helpful for the people around me. And the more I talk about it and the more it's a reality it the more it's a it's a sharing process that's how the conversation started with the two of us as well and and this is so helpful so in a nutshell <laughs>
0: mm.
1: voila my mm-hmm. uh, my story
0: <laughs> yeah oh god it's hard isn't it um yeah so just reflecting on a few things you talked about then because i did say i was going to be brave and share my story too because i believe like there must be so many other women people out there who are struggling with coming to terms with their past and Mm -hmm. for me it happened at 40 not 30 um the realization that actually perhaps what i had been telling myself the narrative about who i was for my whole life might not be true and this came to pass through not a conversation with a therapist although I'd had (laughs) conversation therapy for um two years every week during the pandemic it was a conversation with a mentor that helped me to realize that I fundamentally didn't believe I deserved to be happy loved or successful and after that conversation it left me questioning why (laughs) why would I feel that way because the evidence that counters all of that as the woman that I am today, that this friend mentor, you know, reeled off all of these reasons why I should not feel that way about myself. Um, it was like somebody turned the lights on in a dark room, or maybe that I'd been unable to see properly because I needed glasses and I put them on for the first time, and it was like I had this moment of absolute clarity while simultaneously seeing the scope of what was possible for me in my future widen in a moment. Um, And kind of thinking and reflecting around what I can see now that I couldn't before was the fact that similarly to you, as a child, I'd been unable to understand what was happening. And interpreted it in a way that meant I was bad and that I'd done something wrong. And I carried that with me my whole life. So I think my healing journey around this is just about to begin. And it's going to begin by going back to therapy. Um, I'm actually going on this like, amazing travel adventure over the summer. So I've decided I'm going to wait till September when I get back. But I know that I'm going to have to do the things that you so bravely did of reprocessing memories and traumatic experiences because I've always kept my Pandora's box of experiences very tightly closed and um, never felt quite ready to look at it but with this experience of putting the glasses on and thinking well maybe all that stuff I've told myself about who I am and my unworthiness is not true the feeling that it gave me to think that I could be something else and something more because of a belief system I constructed based on my brain like yours trying to protect itself has given me so much hope for the future and Mm. I'm willing to do the work I'm ready I'm going to go right in there (laughs) and I know I don't for a second believe it's going to be easy Um, but just even knowing like knowing knowing that fact that it that voice in that voice that always holds me back and warns me not to have uh, I don't know like relationships or um to really think that I could build my startup into a 10 million dollar business that's just all gone (laughs) it's still there but I'm not listening to it anymore it's like there's this whole other part of me that I've ignored and suppressed the good part of me the bright light the person that was always supposed to shine, the woman I was always supposed to be, the woman that I am today is, like, coming together to do that. So so really focusing on this, like, notion of, like, hope and resilience and what we can take from these awful situations. What should we be... I I have to take a pause for a second, because I think I forgot what I was going to ask you as a question, because I just... (laughs)
1: I'm. It. It, I, I, it's so beautiful what you just said. It's beautiful. I mean, I'm. I'm very. Uh, I'm very. Yeah, happy you sharing this. It's. Uh, it's beautiful.
0: Bloody hard though <laughs> to say it out yeah. loud. um Yeah. Just. um Yeah. Because. Because I guess for me, like the the patterns that began there continued like throughout my life especially with relationships with men so like being 15 and entering a really abusive relationship for five years when I think I was still a child to all extents and purposes you know that point when your brain is still neuroplastic isn't it it's still trying to make connections anything that happens to you as a young child even right up to um late teenage years can have a huge effect on your brain wiring, so so how, how can we rewire our brains, Amalia? I think <laughs> it's a good question. Yeah.
1: yeah, uh the brain is a is a is an interesting creature. Um, his first purpose in life is to protect us, and he does that by keeping us in a familiar zone where he knows there is limiting risk for us. And what is not risky for him is just familiar, so it can be tricky just by that, because uh, for the whole, the th- all the things that, that you know for him are familiar. Whatever is happening inside those familiarity, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why we experience, uh, we experience so many bad um, relationships, uh, so so many bad circumstances, because it's all we knew. Uh, it's all we could receive: uh, disrespect, um, violence, um, and many other stuff. And that's the drama, the, the real drama about that, because you you tend to believe when you got uh, such experiences that uh, you tend to believe that you deserve that. You live in shame. Mm-hmm. You live in uh, guilt. Mm-hmm. You live. Uh, mm-hmm. You have absolutely no confidence at all, and so you're starting not even from the, the the ground but you are really deep down there um i remember that uh what the first thing my therapist was trying to, to convince me that i was a clever being <laughs> even that even that i thought it was not true oh, uh even gosh. that <laughs> and and she had to got me through you know the um the um uh, test for um iq test just to say, do that curious, point. So, uh, yeah mm. to get a profile and even then when i got the result i was like yeah you know but the statistically it's still not blah 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 and i'll find some excuses so it was you know it's you're coming from so down that uh you you need to re- rewire your brain with uh with courage for sure but with compassion and curiosity mm. because at one point the only thing you know is you're feeling so bad and you just don't want to be in that situation anymore that actually the first person that will uh, provide a safe place and give you help will be the good one (laughs) to follow Mm. because at one point I also believe that at one point you feel uh, a warmth again uh, when you are around other people Mm -hmm. you're not uh you don't. Your sentence for life is not to be only with the bad people because it sounds familiar, or because you are so uh, trapped into your guilt and your in your shame and everything that you will never get out of it. Mm-hmm. Your curiosity and your compassion with yourself it's something that will grow. That will grow on, grow on you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it starts with um, freeing uh, the stories, like what we're doing right now. And it starts with making it. Um, normal <laughs> to talk out and so people are like oh come on it's just it's 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 familiar in a way I mean I feel like I can relate or it it also happened to me and in the, the fact it's true part of my journey and the rewiring of my brain of starting to believe that I was worth something mm-hmm. that the stuff happening to me was not only by chance but because I was putting all the effort in it was also by connecting with the right person by being curious when I heard something that was resonating with me when I was compassionate with me and it's not a linear process of course because compassion towards me took me oh my god I was I was the worst bitch towards myself and I can still be (laughs) so so yeah
0: yeah there's so much to reflect on that I really Felt in the words that you were just saying um just that experience of always continuing to gravitate towards pretty much the same situations with for me with guys um, and continuously being hurt and just always reinforcing that lie you know the one that i have figured out now is a lie that i told myself about my own worthiness um but also like this self-compassion thing I had none for myself ever I don't think um and I remember being in a therapy session you know like you said you remember like this distinct moment of saying something out loud like I couldn't say I love and accept myself I would just burst into tears and be a quivering wreck like it was crazy looking back I just couldn't say the words even now it makes me want to tear up <laughs> it was that bad um yeah and I don't know I think it's it's something about like recognizing how much compassion I have for others um animals like I'm full of compassion it's in abundance (laughs) I'm not a you know uncompassionate person and and also like I've experienced huge levels of success in other areas of my life like relationships with friends I've got so many amazing deep intimate friendships it's not that I can't have intimate relationships or intimacy generally or you know closeness with people um so I've got all of the key skills and attributes to be able to go on and live a very happy fulfilled life um I just have to believe that I can (laughs) yeah from 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 here um which I I hadn't really recognized but I suppose the inner child in us like the, the 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 inner child that couldn't compute all of this stuff for me it's mine's been piloting me around for years and I just hadn't realized that this is the part that you know needs healing and reintegrating I would just um always even in therapy sessions wouldn't be able to look at that part of myself the inner child of me because I was so ashamed of it or the teenage me even um but that's what healing is right it's being able to accept all of the even the darkest parts of yourself with compassion and love and um yeah, I am yeah. <laughs> under no yeah, illusion no, that yeah. that is difficult, but it's it's so inspiring to see somebody who has been through, without doubt, from from what we you know, and uh, not that we're going to talk about the details today, far worse experiences. Um, and to see how you've turned that around, how you've become who you are today and how you help so many other people overcome this by being trauma-informed yourself um it gives me great hope that for anyone out there who's experienced any kind of trauma or abuse or yeah well basically just that abuse from people that are supposed to love you that there's hope for everybody that with the right help support time self-compassion and support of experts I guess with things like therapists that we can um make the change in our lives today that will enable us to live a full and happy life into the future yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that's my deepest
1: <laughs> that's my deepest wish for anybody who, who would feel uh who would feel uh, lost right now because um you feel terrible about being yourself it's actually what i felt for so long i was uh, trying all the suits i can imagine to uh am i this person am i this person ah let's try this am i this one and I was feeling it was it was wrong in anything, and you know I can relate so much. And you said that you experienced a lot of great success in your life, and I can I can relate to that a lot. And uh, before I outed my story, let's say, uh, people were just seeing a, a great successful woman doing all the things, and have I I had you know nothing was wrong with me apparently. I had some excessive behavior on some stuff, but, uh, the, 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 the pain and the distress were really inside. So, but I hustled, I hustled my way through anything. Mm-hmm. I was walking on a broken foot, but I did it anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, and actually that hustle was not just, uh, pain because looking back at it, it was, It was, you know, I had, uh, I could save myself from some situation, of course, and I got the best friends, uh, friends that I can remember for that I have for over 30 years. So, I mean, not everything was wrong on on the road. I could see sometimes the light and that what kept me continue that journey. But it's also super important to be able to reflect on what can, what was some of the success, even tiny little bit. Because that's also something the brain loves evidence, evidence mm-hmm. that we are able to do stuff. The IQ test. Evidence. <laughs> yeah. Evidence that uh, what, what, what we're being told is true, what you're telling yourself is true, what you're telling yourself is wrong because it's not helping you to go further. And um, yeah, that there is always uh, a smile or a situation. I'm not talking about a savior because you're creating the stuff most of the time by uh, by m- just moving around um but yeah still i consider the therapist who uh, who took me in charge as a, a big role asking
0: help was the best idea i have ever had ever
1: mm. Mm. But the but hardest
0: thing i ever did <laughs> yeah well it the, the self-work is undoubtedly that would be the hardest work we'll ever do isn't it the internal work yeah. in the world um and, and it's just, you know, how we started this podcast, you talked about thinking you were having burnout and actually you got diagnosed with PTSD. Do you want to tell the listeners just a little bit more about what PTSD is um, for yeah. any avoidance of doubt and and how those signs can be uh, misinterpreted as things like burnout? Yeah, so PTSD is a
1: post-traumatic stress syndrome. It has been discovered first when uh, on um, a soldier who were coming back from war. Uh, they had been through an um, awful situation that really uh, shook their soul to their core uh, in their body. So all the the distress after the wars in the United the, the United States through uh, all around was uh, was a lot of people completely um, completely. Uh, uh what their mind were completely un- unwired and they were c- coming back completely different and uh actually they were uh, still relieving in their mind and in their body the traumatic event they were they- they've been through it means that for example that, that that's an example that one um one man came back from war and uh one of the traumatic events he went through in that war, it it was, um, uh, he had to cross a minefield and uh, he lost some colleagues on that minefield, but he had to cross so many minefields that his way of walking changed drastically. He was always checking on the floor, checking on the floor, checking on the floor because his life was depending on it. while he was seeing other people exploding around. And then coming back when he's now in a safe place, he couldn't help but keeping the same way of walking all the time. It was uh, it was completely scared all the time. So that's a tiny little anecdote, but it it reflects how it can happen to anything. So it means that even if you're functioning socially, you gotta work, you gotta you know you might have some weird um, some weird uh, behavior. For example, I uh, indulge myself into. Um, into alcohol and uh, and and risky behavior for a long period of my youth. Um, well, so not. you function anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but you function anyway. There is nobody never said mm, I think she got a problem somewhere. Or if she, if they thought so, they never shared that with me at least. Mm-hmm. And um, so what? brought me to my burnout was all the behavior that kept me safe that kept me safe from my trauma that kept me safe mm-hmm. from my abuser that kept me safe on that moment that kept me alive and so your brain again is like okay that behavior kept her safe I'm gonna do that every time danger is again there but the danger is sometimes so familiar so close to you so uh, you know all the abuse for uh, it's no, no it's usually in a, in a close circle it's not the, 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 the abuser popping out uh, in, in, from nowhere and uh, and aggressing you. Is, it's a reality and it's a dramatic reality. But most of the abuse are not these crazy guys popping out of nowhere. There are people around you. So imagine you're in your uh, daily life normal and bam, trauma happened, abuse happen, And so your brain... It's going to just rewire itself to keep you safe and not leaving that thing. But it's completely um, out of of good sense for the, the, the rest of your life where abuse is not supposed to be. And so you, your behaviors are always defensive, always on the fight or flight. Uh, you are always overstimulated. You are always on the edge of something. And so the pain, that anxiety, mm-hmm. all these fucked up behavior that you're developing that are not accurate for the situation you are in when you're lucky and you're not anymore in this situation are bringing you a lot of pain and a lot of distress and that's usually where we start to pile up all the, the stress and anxiety and our body response and uh, that's what led me to burn out but i was actually already safe but i was still having so much deep reaction from that trauma so I guess uh, uh, I I painted a picture of what it is, the the post-traumatic stress syndrome, but you're taking with you your uh, self-defense system that kept you alive the day or the moment you were in danger. And you reproduce that over and over. That's why
0: nightmares are are for, there is so so many ways. Yeah, I, I still have like the same recurring nightmares that I did as a kid and a teenager. Like they're still exactly the same recurring nightmares (laughs) yeah and that's sometimes that feeling of waking up and feeling like for a second you're back there like I've tried to explain that to people before and not many people understand but just that moment when you first wake up like the shock like and you you are safe but your body still remembers what it felt like not to be
1: yeah that's exactly that that's a very classic one the the recurring nightmares and the and the memories were like there are confusing memories it sounds real but yet it's far away from you and that's mm-hmm. you know, that, you that, mm-hmm. yeah because you've been dissociated during uh during the abuse the, the body has all this system to keep you safe it's going to disconnect and it's actually a, a complete normal biological system at one point you produce so much hormonal stress mm-hmm. that uh that's you dying so it's a, if you keep stressing like that your heart's going to stop So Mm. the brain is shutting down everything,
0: Mm.
1: everything. And so you're completely still, you can't react. You can't do anything. You are dissociated completely. Yeah. And that's also what uh, that has dramatic impact on your memory and on everything that's gonna happen after of course. So you know that it is a simple act sometimes. I mean, simple in the sense of short, it can be an accident for you. You think it's an accident. It's, it's a one-time thing it's just uh or it's a recurring thing i mean no matter the size of it it's it's gonna break a little part of yourself inside for good and you have to learn to live with it anyway because it's not gonna go away the healing is not and that's valid for any sort of healing it's not putting the thing in a box and not looking at it anymore it's not yeah. like at one point I you're raising it. it like it did yeah it didn't exist it didn't exist so you're safe now it's gone, it's not gone, it will never be gone, It, it's just, you need to understand what happened, and then at one point, um, you are able to, uh, at least it was my journey, mm. that I understood what happened as much as I could, because you can't make a lot of sense of abuse, huh? uh, mm. in, for real, but at least I, I allowed myself to understand what I could, and then I started to learn to, to, to live with it, and have a um, behavior that i accept that i judge that are kind to me uh, mm-hmm. to move forward but indeed uh, it stays that's why it's so important to say because there is no magic recipe for that. but we are not alone to be there living with this
0: you need a deep breath yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah i was also thinking uh, I'm, I'm i'm not breathing enough
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, undoubtedly (sighs) this is a a difficult conversation to have, especially publicly. Mm -hmm. Um, But as you say, you know, creating these safe spaces, these containers where we can talk to one another, woman to woman, and know that there'll be women all over the world listening um, to this. I think, you know, as you said, being able to normalise talking about things that are considered shameful is one of the only ways that we're going to be able to heal I know when I like said out loud the thoughts that I've been carrying around my whole life (laughs) about my like lack of worthiness and self-esteem it was life-changing to say that to another human so um, obviously, I think the advice around around this is qualified therapists. <laughs> but yeah. you know, being yeah. a, being able to start with um, a conversation with someone that you trust and you know you know cares about you is is a great place to start. Um, and just a, a book recommendation for anyone who can't afford therapy. Um, you can download "How to Do the Work," which is full oh. of lots of practical advice and guidance. <laughs> it's um, the best book,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, as a place to begin. If you if you feel like there might be something that you need to go back and um and and see to do that inner work, it's a good place to start. Yeah. And and the only other book recommendation I say is "The Body Keeps Score." If anything that Emily that's said yeah. <laughs> that resonated with <laughs> you around PTSD. It's an absolutely brilliant yeah. book to help your understanding and knowledge around what it is and how it works and how your physiological and uh, mental connection um, to those things. Um, yeah, works. So Emily, do you have any final thoughts as well for our listeners? What would you like to leave them with? Any further recommendations? Uh, yeah,
1: I think the rec- that the two books you just mentioned are just fabulous. Uh, they already got me super far on my journey. I am, um, I'd like to um, to tell the people who might feel close to anything they heard today, um, or want to be uh, an agent of change and make the difference on all uh, these diff- different and difficult stories, that uh, there is hope as well. Because, like Clara mentioned, um, finding a safe place is is uh, is something possible. The internet is a great place to start with, actually. It can be so, you know, for example, the Wix world has been a safe place for many, many women already. And, and the, there is there is a way to get through this. It's not an easy one. It's not, um, it's not uh, I don't want to just finish on the fact that it's going to keep, you're going to stay with yourself all <laughs> your life because it was a little bit dramatic. It, it's true. I don't want to sell to people that at one point you're just going to be uh, free but of then, anything yeah. no yeah but the thing is i uh i am after eight years sounds like an eternity when i say that but uh, it was a fabulous journey it was a fabulous journey because i really uh, discovered myself throughout all this journey and i opened up i still learn uh every day a few months ago i was not able to accept any um praise uh, somebody was saying uh good that's nice what you do i was like come on but you know i was not taking it i was not taking yeah. anything and now i'm like i take it i love it. so the evolution once the machine is started once once you got that safe place when you once you 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 open up once you you did even a little step the evolution is so wonderful because you really can find happiness you really you're going to see you yourself grow and becoming yourself and that's that has been the most beautiful thing i've done for myself and i believe that with the rights the right surrounding and 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 the the voice were opening up more and more it's gonna we we are we are here to help each other and it's gonna be wonderful i really want to believe that it's a journey that is accessible for more and more people Mm -hmm. as we go and i really really wish it becomes like that fast.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I suppose just taking my case, an example, you know, I did a couple of years of therapy, I probably was doing a lot of the deep work, but I just hadn't quite got to the realization that I did in that conversation that changed everything. (laughs) Because for me, it was like a light bulb moment where everything felt different and the future seemed a different prospect. Like being able to get to that stage of having an insight that things might be not how you imagined internally. Actually, there is a whole... Different wide world that's possible for you if you've never believed that. Um, and yeah, just getting the right support and healing journey for you. Um I can say it's definitely worth putting the, the miles in. <laughs> um yeah. even though it's hard. Hardest work you'll ever do is on yourself, for sure. But Emily, you are testament to what happens when a woman. <laughs> turns her pain into power and shines her light brightly in the world. So I'd just like to thank you so much for sharing this safe space with me, giving me the courage to also speak out about my past and my journey that I'm on as well. Um, you're a beautiful human being, and I love you very much.
1: Thank you, Claire. I love you too. And uh, thank you for, for creating that space. Again, I'm very grateful. Okay. And uh, I uh, send a lot of thanks uh, to anybody who, listening now and feel a little bit uh, vulnerable as well
0: yeah and yeah. I think I'm gonna have to go before I have a cry but me and me and Emily are probably gonna go have a little cry after this anyway but thank you to everybody <laughs> yeah. that listened along and if you want to reach out um of course I'm sure I well, I for sure would love to hear from you and I'm sure Emily would be open to that too so we're gonna go and have a thank cry you. thank you everybody for listening <laughs> we'll see you next time bye thank you Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Women in CX podcast with me, Claire Muskett. If you enjoyed the show, please drop us a like, subscribe and leave a review on whichever platform you're listening or watching on. And if you want to know more about becoming a member of the world's first online community for women in CX, please check out womenincx.community and follow the Women in CX page on LinkedIn. Join us again next time where I'll be talking to one of our community members from South Africa about the stigma of infertility and her research in the field of customer-led digital transformation. See you all next time.